and we will get started here tonight. Ephesians chapter six, Ephesians chapter six, we've been going through uh, this study of the armor of God. Um, We're actually going to close out the book of Ephesians tonight, but we're also going to close out the armor of God and what I believe ties it all together. It's what gives power to the armor of God. It's essential. It is definitely essential. Your shirt says essential. It does. And that's also the title of the message tonight is that prayer is essential. essential. Prayer is essential. (laughs) Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Verse 18 again, it says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and all supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. And I kind of gave away what we're going to be focusing on here tonight, but uh, prayer is essential. Yes. And as we, as we dive into this and, and we, we get started with, with the scripture, it, it's, it's important for us to note that Paul goes through piece by piece he goes by with, with every single piece of armor. He's, he says the, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, uh, the shoes of readiness uh, given by the gospel of peace. He, he talks about the, the, the helmet of salvation, the, the shield of faith. But then he ties it all together. And he says, at all times, at all times, praying in the spirit. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and all supplication. And as we were, we were talking about this and we were preparing for this, mm-hmm. we, we were talking about how prayer essentially is what gives power to the armor. Right. That, that prayer essentially is what, what puts it all together, that it doesn't do us any good. I'll say it again. It doesn't do us any good to have all of the armor, to have the helmet on, to have the breastplate on, to have the belt of truth, to have the shield of faith, helmet of salvation, the, the readiness given, uh, the readiness of the shoes, but yet have no prayer life. Paul says you could have all of the pieces, but if you don't pray, then you lose your power. Right. And, and as we are, are 
preparing and as we are studying and as we are growing in our walk with God and, and, and we, are, we are putting on this, this armor of God that we've been talking about, it's important that we, ha- we have to understand of how Paul even begins the entire passage. He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness. Meaning that the battle that we, that we face on a daily basis is not something that we see with our eyes. It's not something that we can put our hands to tangibly. That is why our prayers become that much more essential. Because without our prayers, all we're dealing with is the natural. The prayer help us deal with the spiritual. And our prayers help us set a defense in the spiritual as well. Can I add that a weak prayer life is a weak defense? Wow, that's good. A weak weak prayer prayer life is is a weak weak defense. defense. Because you can have all the armor on. Yeah. And you can be ready, suited, and booted. But if your prayer life, that, that weapon, is weak, you're already, you're done. <laughs> the enemies already knows what tactics to get into. It's like the energy and the power to Iron Man's suit. <laughs> you got all, yeah, the whole suit on. Yep. But you got no power to it. So the heart. can no longer be effective. Mm-hmm. And it's like having armor that is rusted. Mm-hmm. It's like having armor that's rusted. You take one shot and boom, it falls apart. Your prayer life is what keeps it together. Your prayer life is what, is what prepares you and what prepares your armor for battle, for battle. And, and that is why Paul says we have to pray at all times, that at all times we have to pray. And I think, you know, for us, we're, we're building this discipline of prayer into our children. We've got four right. children, um, three of them. Um, are are old enough to pray now and to use their words to pray. And so we're building this discipline of prayer in them. And so we we, we have our typical prayers that that we pray with them. We pray for breakfast, we pray for lunch, we pray for dinner, we pray in the morning, Morning. we pray at night. Like those are are the typical times that we pray. We we pray on Sunday in church. Um, But but Paul tells us that, that we have to pray all of the time. That, that we can't just rely on praying for our breakfast or praying for our lunch or praying for our dinner and think that that's going to, to be enough mm-hmm. to get us through the attack that's coming on your drive to work or the attack that's waiting for you when you get to work or for the attack that's waiting for you at that next family barbecue right. or the attack that's waiting for you at the grocery store. Like we have to know that wherever we go, there is a spiritual battle that is taking place. Okay, the enemy is not the enemy is not sleeping. Okay, the enemy is not like ah, I'll just wait for the weekend and then I'll, I'll come back into play and I'll start messing with them again. No, the enemy is on the prowl. First Peter five tells us the enemy is on the prowl, like a like a roaring lion seeking for whom he can devour. So it's important for us to pray because that's what keeps us on guard. That's what keeps us prepared. Um, and. Sorry. No, I was just going to chime in. And when we, when we say typical prayers, it's not that, that it's less than, you know, again, we're, we are building upon it. And, you know, in another way, um, we're trying to speak and help train our child, our children is not to pray out of fear because a lot of times people will only pray when they are fearful of something or they think, um, you know, God's like a genie, like a genie prayer that you just, you know, make a wish and that's it. 
I don't have to touch it and it's just going to happen. No, no, no. You know, the scripture tells us to pray without ceasing and yeah. ceasing means without stopping. So you yeah. don't just say a prayer once. And again, I'm trying to, we're trying to instill this in our children as well. Um, we don't just ask God or just pray to God one time yeah. and expect him to, to, to move. Like, of course we, yeah. we pray with expectance, but again, some prayers you have to be able to go to battle for. Yeah. You, there's going to be prayers that you have to dig a little deeper in. And again, we don't pray out of fear, but we pray out of faith. Yeah, we pray out of faith. We pray without ceasing. And I think to your point too is, is when, yeah, when we do say typical prayers, we do want to clarify that. It's not that like your prayer for your food at, <laughs> at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or your prayer at night, or your prayer in the morning is not good. No, no, no. Th- those, are, those are definitely needed. Yes. Continue to pray during those times, but don't let those be the only times that you pray. Again, everybody's got to start somewhere. Right now, we're starting our kids off. Uh, if, if you're new to the faith, again, you're just, you're, if you're new to the faith, you're probably like, man, I was lucky that I remembered <laughs> to pray today. And, and that's a good starting ground, okay? So, so don't get defeated. It's not like yes. if you're not praying 24-7 that, that you're, you're not worthy of, of being a child of God or anything like that. But we need to, to understand that as we grow in our walk with God, our prayer life needs to develop as well. Right. Our, the spiritual di- discipline of prayer needs to continue to develop because that, that's what helps uh, train our spirit. Right. And also is, is just growing, it, when I say growing our spirit, growing our spiritual discipline of prayer is also when we're praying for our food. I know for me, for like 15 years, I was praying for my food like I needed to, to pray for my food to, to be safe. Like, <laughs> like, 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 like there be no poison in this food, which is also something to pray too. You never know. But... Um, it wasn't until like later in life that somebody's like, no, 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 we're not praying for the actual food. We're praying and we're giving thanks to God for allowing there to be food on our table. Yes. Uh, we're, we're praying and we're thanking God for, for, for providing for us as, as Jesus teaches the disciples, give us today our daily bread. Now, of course, he's talking about the bread and the manna that comes from heaven and God's word, but also thank you for giving us today our daily bread that we have food in front of us to be able to eat because we can never take those things for granted as well. So it's, it's not only praying for the food to be nourishing to your body, but it's saying thank you that God even gave you a plate today yes. because we can never take even those smallest things for granted because there are so many people that, that they're, they're praying desperately for a plate. So when we pray is, man, we're, we're growing in the maturity of our prayer life and that we're not just, just, just saying a, a blessing prayer, but we're saying, God, thank you for continuing to provide for us. So it says praying at all times. Uh, one of the things that, that we've been teaching, uh, like, like I said, we've been teaching our kids uh, this discipline of prayer. And so every morning on our drive to, to school, we pray uh, with our kids and we say, we're, we're praying for today. We're, we're praying that, that you keep us safe. We're praying that we see your blessings. Uh, we're praying that, that, you, that you, you protect our ears, you protect our eyes, you protect our heart today. Because uh, for me as a parent, I can't be with my kids 24-7. Right. But my prayers can't. Right. My prayers, my prayers go before, b- before our children. Our prayers go before our children. Our prayers go to the places that we, we can't be physically. Because I can't, I can't hold my, my children's hand all day while they're at school. No, but my prayers can be there going before them saying, you know, I'm not going to allow them to receive this word that's going to develop an insecurity or is going to, to tear down their self-worth or, or, or is going to, to hinder them or is going to cause them to, to, to act out of their emotion or cause them to, to build a frustration 
or in angst. No, 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 no. My prayers are going before and saying, God, you're protecting them. You're protecting their destiny. You're protecting their purpose. You're protecting them now so that later on in life, they're going to be able to answer the call that you have placed over them. But that's where as, as, as parents, our prayers are so important. Not just for our children, but for all of our family and for all of our friends. Right. And I was going to say, you know, that applies towards your spouse as well. Yeah. That, let's say, what if your situation, you know, within your marriage, it looks a little rocky. You need to start praying and not stopping. You know, yeah. like he said, your prayers go before. So when you're praying for that, for that husband of yours, that he is going to be set free from those addictions. He is going to be that priest of his household. He yeah. is going to be that man of God that God has uh, called him to be. So wife, that is your responsibility to keep praying and praying and praying and not stopping. And trust me, God will go into those areas yeah. that he needs to go into. Yeah. The Bible tells us, so you're like, we heard you say pray without ceasing. Where does that come from? First Thessalonians 5.17, it says pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. You know, one of the reasons why we don't pray as often as we should is subconsciously, we don't think God hears. So we don't pray because we don't feel God hears. Because if we truly understood that when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, when he rose from the grave and the veil was torn, that communication between humanity and God was restored. Mm -hmm. Whereas before in the old Testament, you couldn't, the, the average churchgoer, you right now logging in online, you, you did not have access to be able to pray to God. Okay. God, God did not hear your prayers. God only heard the prayers of the priest or of the prophet or of the man of God. Okay. But when Jesus rises from the grave, it says that the veil is torn and therefore now we are able to have communion or have relationship with our heavenly father. Okay, yeah. that means that when we speak, God hears our prayer. And the number one reason why we don't pray is because we don't believe God hears us. How do I know that? Because if we knew that God heard us, then we would give everything to him. Okay, we would, the first, our first response would not be, let me call my comadre or let me call my compadre or let me call so-and-so or let me go and get... No, no, our first response would be, I need to go to God. Yeah, I need truth. to go to Jesus. Like I'm having issues in my marriage. I need to go to Jesus. I don't need to go to my, to my mom or my dad or I don't need to go to, 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 my, to my homie's house. I don't, need to go, I don't need to go get some space for a minute. No, no, I need to go to, to prayer God. because God, I'm not gonna allow the enemy again, spiritual warfare, cosmic powers. I'm not gonna allow that to get in between the covenant that I have with my spouse. But the truth is, is we don't pray all the time because we really don't believe God hears us all the time. Wow. But Psalm 17, six, David puts it this way. He says, I call upon you for you will answer me. Mm. I call upon you for you will, and not, not because you might answer me. I don't call upon you because maybe you'll get to my number uh, at, at, at some point in the day. No, I call upon you for you will answer me. Oh God, incline, incline your ear to me and hear my words. Those are the words of David in, in, in Psalm 17. Because David knew, David had a confidence. A confidence. David had an assurance that God, you care about me. And if you care about me, then you hear the words that come out of my mouth. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> We're movie people, Sorry. so we like to quote movies from time to time. 
But God hears your words and he wants to hear them. That's why he sent his son so that relationship with him could be restored so that we wouldn't have to go to, to, our, to our friends or we wouldn't have to go to our family so that you wouldn't have to go to a priest to offer the prayer on your behalf, but so that you can go directly to your heavenly father and he would hear your words. You see, we could have all the right armor. We could have all the right armor, but if we have no prayer, then we lack heart. Mm. We lack heart. Not that, not, 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 not that it's like, oh, well, you, that your heart is not to God. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is for a soldier, he could put on all the armor. But if he lacks courage, if he lacks heart to go out and stand, because in a battle, you could have all the armor, but you're still going to take a blow or two. Okay? The armor, the armor protects you from those blows penetrating to a, to a point where it, where it could take you out. Okay? Your prayer life is what puts it all together and gives you the courage. It's what gives you the heart to then go out and battle. It's what gives you the heart to go out and battle. You see, our, as, we, as we continue in our, in our prayer, what happens is, is it, it builds a deeper relationship with God. Okay? It gives us the ability to discern. Why is that important? Because God has given us the picture of a, of a Roman soldier and he's got all the armor on, but if he's not able to discern, if he's not able to, to know what the plan of attack is, quick-minded, to, to, to sense where the enemy is coming from, mm -hmm. then he's got all the armor, but no discernment, which means he's lost. He's on the battlefield, but he don't know which way to go. Loses focus. Loses focus. Our prayer life gives us that discernment. It gives us that direction. It's what allows us to, to be attentive. It's what allows us, as Paul would say in Ephesians chapter six here, when he says that to that end, keep alert. Our prayer life allows us to keep alert to what the enemy is doing. And it, and it, gives, us, it gives us that focus. It gives mm -hmm. us that attentiveness. It, it gives us that insight um, to, to know, okay, God, I... I may not be able to see it with my physical eyes, but I feel it. Right. I feel it, and I know that you're guiding me, and I can trust in you. See, we, we can't know if we trust in God. We can't know if it's God who's leading us if there's no prayer. Well, and it comes back down to communication. 100%. Like within, within a relationship, when you get to know someone, you have to what? Talk to them. Yeah. So, you know, prayers, prayer is just as simple as that. It's just communicating with God. And the deeper and more that time that you spend with someone, you grow more of a, a deeper relationship. There's a deeper intimacy. I'm talking about God. Yeah. In, in, in your prayer life. So again, when it comes back down to discerning and, and spiritual warfare, the more time that you spend with God, the more insight that he's going to give you and, and you're going to be able to be quick to the enemy's schemes. Yeah. And, 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 and you're right is that intimacy is important because in a, just like in a marriage, intimacy is important. Okay. Right. Intimacy plays a vital role in keeping that bond, um, tight. And, and keeping it close. If, if there's a, a lack of communication between me and my wife, then it's gonna come down nine out of 10 times to there being a lack of communication. And so what happens when there's a lack of communication or we're just not seeing eye to eye, marriages aren't, then, then marriages typically go to a marriage counselor. And what does a marriage counselor get them to do? Communicate. Talk. 
talk and communicate. <laughs> right now, this is your your spiritual marriage counselor. Okay, <laughs> this is your spiritual uh, uh, relationship counselor with God. Yeah. And the instruction is talk to Jesus. <laughs> talk to Him. He hears you. He knows. He 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 knows the things that you're not even saying to Him, but He wants you to communicate because there is inside of us when we pray there there is a humbling of ourselves right. there is there is a, a a submission of ourselves that god i can't do this on my own i need you i need your direction i need your spirit i need your voice i need your presence i need your holy spirit to lead me to guide me to give me the insight that i cannot currently attain by myself yeah. in my flesh yeah right now. And when you do that and you begin to communicate with God, just like when a, when a husband starts to communicate more with his wife, that relationship gets tighter. That relationship becomes more intimate. And now you can, like, we can finish each other's sentences. <laughs> You're going to be able to finish the sentences that God gives you in his word. Sentences are going to begin right. to come to your mind. You're like, man, I don't even know how I knew that. But God gives you that because there's a bond there. Yeah. There's an intimacy in that relationship. And, and prayer aligns your heart. Yeah. It aligns your heart. It aligns your spirit. And like yep. he was saying, you know, you're be, you'll be able to finish each other's sentences. But, but that's what it really is. It, it, it aligns your heart in those moments where you're like, God, like, I don't want to pray for this person. Or God, like, I'm overwhelmed. And, and our flesh tries to take over. But then with prayer... And the Holy Spirit will come and he'll, he'll give you that peace. He'll give you that comfort. He'll give you the direction that you need to go. Yeah. And, and 1 John 5, chapter 14, it says that to have confidence, have confidence as you boldly approach the throne of God. So we have to have confidence. We have to have confidence knowing in coming to God that he hears us. We have to have a confidence in him that, that knows that, that when we speak, he's there. Right. That when we, when we pray, he's going to answer. Now, it may not answer in the timeline that we want it to, but he's going to answer. Sometimes the answer will be no. Right. Sometimes it'll be maybe. Sometimes it'll be wait for later. It's like, wait, like when my kids are like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That's how you got to be in your prayer life. God, <laughs> do you hear me? God, I'm coming before well, you. I'm still coming confidently. You know, just like our son, our son, Micah, he's uh, going to be three. Every morning around like 530, all we hear is, Dad. Dad, mom, mom, and he'll say it and say it and say it with the confidence in knowing dad or mom are going to get up, they're going to give him his milk, they're going to give him all his needs. And that's how we have to approach God, not in that whining sense, but okay, God, I know you hear my prayers. Okay, God, I'm going to trust in you with these prayers. Okay, God, I'm not giving up. I know you are here. So you have to approach God with that confidence and knowing he does hear your prayers. And that's the without ceasing. Because I'd be sometimes I'd be trying to roll over the other (laughs) way and be like, hey, maybe he'll stop. And I'm laying there like, I think he hears him, but I don't know if he's going to get up. I just roll up. I'm like, if I I just lay here a little bit longer, he's going to stop. But he don't stop because it is without ceasing. That's how our prayer life has to be is God, we're going to continue to come to you. We're going to continue to to, to build this relationship um, and come to you. The Bible tells us in James 5, 16, the New King James translation it says, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. 
Okay, the, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. What does that fervent mean? Fervent means without ceasing. It means with fire. It means with conviction that God, I'm going to pray and I'm going to continue to pray and I'm going to be effective in my prayer. I'm going to make sure, like I talked about, I pray specifically, we pray specifically for our children that God, you protect their ears, you protect their eyes, you protect their heart today, Lord God. You protect their mind from, from receiving anything that would go against who you have called them to be. And we pray that, we pray those intentional prayers and we pray them as God we know you're going to come through right you know like we're not we're not giving you orders God but at the same time we know how how this spirit how this spirit realm works and we know how you hear our prayers and this is our request right now that you would come and that you would move God we pray for our marriage that there would be no there would there would there would be no attack that would separate us or try to create some type of wedge in between our bond that would try to form a wedge in between our communication that try to form a wedge in between our parenting. And we, you have to pray those effective prayers, okay? What does effective mean? Effective means that, that you're intentional. Effective means that, that it's according to God's will. Like Alyssa said, God is not a, is not a genie in a bottle. So it's not like, hey, come rub the lamp and then uh, whatever you pray for, God's gonna be like, okay, poof, here it is. You know, you, you want a million bucks? Boom, here it is. Now, I'm not saying that if you pray that prayer, God won't respond, but God's gonna give you what you can handle. Right. And, and God's like, if I gave you a million bucks, you would just turn your back on me. So why would I give you something that's going to turn you mm. away from me? Mm. Another key point in your yes. effective prayers is that your prayers lead you more. Le- Let me say it better. That your prayers lead you to having a deeper relationship with God. Okay. Sometimes, you know, some of the things that we pray is like, well, God, I want you to bless me with this so that I could be more self-sufficient. Mm. That God, yeah, you know, what? I, I don't really need God that much anymore. Like, no, 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 no. That God, God doesn't bless you to move away from him. God blesses you to move closer to him, right. that you would fix your mm-hmm. attention, that you would know more of who he is. Pray without ceasing. Pray at all times, as Paul says here. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Now, we, can't, we cannot jump the fact that, he, that Paul says, pray at all times in the spirit, capital S. Pray at all times in the spirit. Paul is telling us as the believers in this spiritual warfare that we have to pray in the spirit. What does that mean? That means we have to pray in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let me take a minute and let me teach you. Okay, what does it mean to pray in the spirit? Well, that would be what, what is commonly known as praying in tongues. Okay, well, what does praying in tongues mean? Praying in tongues means to pray in a heavenly language. Okay, you pray in your heavenly language. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter two, that after Jesus had rose from the grave, he spent 40 days with the disciples, teaching them about the kingdom of heaven and the days that are to come. He teaches them for 40 days. Then he ascends into heaven. He says, wait 10 days. In 10 days, then the Holy Spirit is going to fall upon you as you're in unity. When when you're in unity, it's going to fall upon you. So 10 days after Jesus ascends, it's a total of 50 days post-resurrection. It's what we know as Pentecost. Okay, on Pentecost, it says that they were together in the upper room and they were praying and they were believing and the Holy Spirit fell upon them and it came upon them fire on their tongues that they began to pray in this heavenly language. They began to pray in this tongue and that those that were around them were able to understand it all in their own language. Okay, that those that were praying, they didn't even know what they were saying, but those that are around them knew this was a heavenly language that came as the Holy Spirit fell upon them. Okay. Give you some more context. In first Corinthians chapter 14, it is a spiritual gift. 
Paul says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, meaning that Paul wants us to desire this spiritual gift. We, trust me, I get it. The gift may have been abused from one time or another, but just because it's been abused doesn't mean that we should shy away from it. You know what? You want to know what else is abused a lot of the time? Money. But that don't keep you from wanting money in your bank account. Okay? The spiritual gift of tongues, maybe it has been abused from one time or another. You've seen somebody use it incorrectly, whatever the situation may be. That does not nullify the fact that God wants us to desire this spiritual gift. It says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit that when you pray in your heavenly language, you are praying in the spirit that you are offering, that, that your spirit is praying unto God in things that, that not even men can, can contextualize with their carnal mind. Okay, It means you're not always going to understand it, but it's okay because it is edifying, as, as Jude tells us, it edifies our spirit. Or, sorry, in Romans it says that, that it intercedes, that it edifies our spirit. Okay, That it edifies our spirit, not, not our mind, but our spirit. He says, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for the upbuilding and the encouragement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself. Who does the one that speaks in a tongue build up? Himself. So your heaven, the heavenly prayer language of speaking in tongues, it builds up yourself. Now, I don't know about you, but if there's a gift that could help me be a better man of God, right. I want it. You know, and, and not just for selfish reasons, but because I want to be more connected to Jesus. I want to be more connected to my heavenly father. I want to make sure that I am growing in my spirit. It says, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, look at this scripture, write it down, okay? Take notes, highlight it, do whatever you got to do. Now, I want you all to speak in tongues. I want you all to speak in tongues. Okay, if the gift of speaking of tongues was not available to everybody, then this scripture would be a lie. But Paul says, I want you all to speak in tongues. What is, what, what, why is that important? Because that means that the gift of speaking in tongues is available to all of us. Right. Okay, it's available to all of us, but we've got to desire it. Okay, we've got to ask, that's where, again, our prayer life comes right. in. We've got to ask God for the gift of speaking in tongues, that we could edify our spirit, that we could edify ourselves, that we could grow up, that we could mature spiritually. Okay, it says, unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. So um, what does that mean? So that means that the, the gift of prophecy is for building up the church. Okay, it's to equip the church. It's to, to build up one another. If I give my wife a prophetic word, that builds her up, okay? myself exercising my heavenly prayer language, that builds me up, okay? That builds me up. What does the Bible say in, uh, in Jude chapter one, verse 20 and 21? It says, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 26 to 27, it says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us 
with groaning too deep, too deep for words. That when we pray in the spirit, we're literally praying things from our spirit that our mind cannot properly contextualize. There are certain things that you cannot pray with the English language that can only come from your heavenly language or from your spiritual language. Verse 27, it says, and he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Okay, so praying in the spirit is openly available to all who call Jesus their Lord and Savior. Okay, Paul desires for us to attain it because it builds up ourselves as the believer. It builds us up as men of God. It builds us up as women of God. And it contextualizes what our vocabulary cannot, what our mind cannot even grasp. Our spirit gives, gives praise to and gives prayer to on our behalf, okay? On our behalf. So Paul now in Ephesians chapter six says, praying at all times in the spirit, praying at all times in the spirit. In that same passage of 1 Corinthians 14 in verse 18, Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. <laughs> that I speak in tongues more than all of you. In other words, what Paul is saying is, is look, I, I'm constantly speaking in tongues because I know the value that it does to my spirit. I know that, remember, this is Paul that we're talking about that is imprisoned, okay? That, 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 that at one point in his life is, is, is in chains. At one point in his life was left for dead. At one point in his life didn't know what the next season of his life held, was on a boat, and it went shipwrecked, okay? And he was literally floating in the ocean. But Paul was a man that spoke in tongues. Paul was a man that, that prayed in his heavenly language because he understood that it edified himself, that it prepared himself, that it gave him peace when there was no peace in the natural realm. That when he was wrestling against, against those spiritual forces and those cosmic powers, that that is what gave him peace. That is what gave him assurance. That is what gave him authority, Point number two tonight, prayer builds spiritual authority. Okay, prayer builds spiritual authority. Your prayer, when you pray in the spirit, it, 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 it builds a confidence, it builds an authority, it builds a maturity in you that God, my spirit is, is more, is, my spirit is closer to you when I, when I speak in my heavenly language than it is when I speak in my earthly or my, my English language. Now, does that mean that we only pray in the spirit and we don't pray? No, 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 no. We, we still offer our petitions and our supplications to God. Paul says, if I pray with my spirit, I also pray with my mind. So God wants us to, to pray with both. Okay. God wants us to pray with both, but we cannot neglect, which is common nowadays, which is common nowadays because of, of the negative connotation that, that speaking in your heavenly language has had, um, that people neglect praying in their spirit, in, in their heavenly language, which then leaves you defeated as a believer. You're walking into, into a battle and you ain't got no training. You're going into a boxing match and you ain't, you ain't even hit the bag yet yeah. because your spirit has not, has not utilized that heavenly language. What does your, your heavenly language do for you? Your, her, your heavenly language offers prayer and praise to God from your spirit, okay? Your, it offers prayer and praise to God from your spirit. It intercedes on your behalf, okay? It intercedes on your behalf and it covers the things that you're probably not even thinking of. 
Because when you intercede, you're praying on behalf of yourself. When you intercede, you're praying on behalf of your children. You're praying on behalf of your family, on behalf of your friends, on behalf of those that you go to church with. That, Like Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, for, to offer all prayers and supplications for the saints. So Paul wants us to pray for our fellow believers. Now, I'll be honest, there's sometimes I don't know what our fellow believers are going through, but I know that if I pray in the spirit on behalf of, our, of our, the fellow believers, that God knows what they need. And so God, I'm going to intercede. I'm going to pray in my heavenly language on behalf of our campus, on behalf of our church, on behalf of our pastors, on behalf of our leaders, on behalf of our directors. And even though I may not know in my, my carnal mind what they need, God, I know that, that you know. And so my spirit lifting them up on your behalf is going to intercede on behalf of them. So good. So that's why you'll see sometimes when, when we do pray in our heavenly language uh, during a service, we are praying on behalf of people. It's in a prayer moment, we're praying on behalf of people. Because Paul does put in the regulations you know, to, to pray with an interpreter. Because there is your heavenly language, the this, this, this spiritual gift of tongues that is your heavenly prayer language, and then there's the spiritual gift of tongues that is accompanied by interpretation. The, the spiritual gift of tongues that is accompanied by, the inter, by interpretation is for the building up of the church. That means that, that God is going to give you a, 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 a tongue that as you're praying in tongues, that it is going to be used for the edification, for the building up of the church. Therefore, it is accompanied by an interpreter. And so it builds up not just yourself as your heavenly prayer language builds up yourself, but it also uh, exercises as a form of prophecy that builds up the believers that are in the congregation with you. Another reason why praying in the spirit is so important because praying in the spirit puts our flesh and puts our distractions into submission. Okay, praying in the spirit puts our flesh and puts our distractions into submission. Now I know all of you guys are, are much holier than I am. And so, so I know that sometimes when I pray, sometimes I gotta, I gotta keep praying until I get rid of like the Laker highlights out of my head. The distraction. You know, I, I got to pray until I start getting all, all those Dodger championship oh. posts out of my head, you know, because those things would be a real hindrance to my prayer life. Not to your prayer life, because I know you're a Dodger fan, but to my prayer life could be a real hindrance sometimes. I'm just kidding. Congratulations, Dodgers. Yeah. Oh. My favorite gift right now is you could celebrate. You could be happy, just not in front of me. So go ahead and be happy. Um, Woo, but we need some prayer. our... <laughs> Praying in the spirit, okay, praying in the spirit puts in submission the distractions. They're, they're, you, we can all attest to this. We, we get into prayer and like 30 seconds in, we start thinking about what we're eating for dinner or, or we're thinking about the argument that we had the night before or we're thinking about, you know, the tasks and the emails that we got to respond yeah. to when we get to work. Okay, when we pray in the spirit, there, there are scientific studies, okay, there are scientific studies that when you pray in the spirit, your mind actually goes into a more peaceful state. Yes. That, that your mind is actually in a more peaceful state, meaning that the distractions are, are, are limited, okay? The, the, your flesh and the things of the carnal mind, your worries, okay? Your anxiety, your depression, you want to limit those things? You want to you you really, you know, uh, be able to, to decompress your mind? Right. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Paul says, I pray in the Spirit more than all of you, more than any of you. Because Paul prayed continually. Because Paul said, I know that if I take up the armor, but I lack prayer, more importantly, I lack prayer in the spirit, I'm going to have all the right tools, but not know how to use them. 
I'm gonna have all the right tools but not know how to use them. I'm gonna have all the right tools and not know how to defend myself. I'm gonna have all the right tools and not know how to walk confidently into battle. Praying in the Spirit gives you an authority. It gives you a strength. It gives you an endurance. It gives you a perseverance, as Paul tells us in Ephesians 6, to continue to fight, to not grow weary, to not grow tired, to not become anxious, to not become depressed. You're right. You want to get rid of your depression? Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. There is nothing that is too heavy for God. Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest. When you pray in the Spirit, it puts your mind at rest. It puts your flesh at rest. But you got to pray in the Spirit. You got you to activate your spirit. You got to allow your spirit to pray the things that you can't contextualize with your, with, with your vocabulary. Well, I was going to say, it's also something that, you know, you have to exercise daily. Yeah. It's like going to the gym and lifting the weights once and expecting a six pack or, or, or muscles right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. just don't lift it up once and then that's it. Like, yeah. no, you have to do this daily. And that's what I love about Paul and his confidence and yeah. his, his zeal and his like spiritual authority. Like he knows yeah. that he knows that he knows that God is who he is and the yeah. power that comes with spray, uh, praying in the spiritual um, language and you know what's amazing too is that the enemy can't understand it. Nope. I don't know about you, but that's a weapon I want to make sure that I have when I'm going through spiritual warfare. Yep. Because devil, you don't understand what I am saying and and what my heart's crying out for yep. or whatever it may be that I'm I'm praising and praying to God in my spiritual uh, heavenly language. Yep. So I don't know about you, but this is a something that we do. We practice daily because we yep. understand, we, we have the confidence in knowing that no matter what, you know, the yeah. enemy has no, um, no advantage. Yep. We have the advantage. Yep. Yeah. And, and we have the victory. When, when you pray, <laughs> when you pray in the spirit, okay, when you, when you pray in the spirit, you're putting your emotions in check. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're not to be led by our emotions. Okay. We're not to be led by our feelings. And, and so when should we pray in the spirit? Well, like Paul said, at all times, but especially when you're like, you start getting frustrated, mm -hmm. you start getting angry, something happened. And our, our first response, our first response has to be to pray in the spirit, okay? To, 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 to pray and ask God to intercede, okay? Because is it, if, if we're honest, when you're angry, your you prayers are going to be like, man, forget that person, forget that person, forget that person. God, come and smite them just like you would in the Old Testament. Stomp on them and let them know who you are today, Jesus. Okay, but, but that doesn't align with heaven. When Jesus teaches the disciples to pray, says, this is how you pray. He says, our Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. If we're honest with ourselves, our mind don't always pray God's will. No. Our mind is like, God, just promote me over everybody else. Who cares? But when we pray in the spirit, we pray in the spirit, we're saying, God, we want your will. Right. God, we want heaven to be established here on earth. Not my will, not my thoughts, not my feelings, not my emotions, not my vengeance. You want to pray for your enemies? Pray for them in the spirit. Good. Pray for them in the spirit. Pray for your enemies in the spirit because then you can't get in the way of yourself. You can't get in the way of yourself. That's good. You pray with your own language, you're gonna be like, man, God, well, forgive them, but only forgive them a little bit. Leave a little bit of, like, make sure that they come and apologize to me first, but then forgive, like, like no, like, that's not, that's not how we're to love our enemies. 
That's not how, how we're to build one another up. We, we got to pray for, for heaven to come down. We got to pray for, heaven, for God's will to be established. And that's, that's what happens when we pray in the spirit. Paul desires all of us to pray in the spirit. He, devo- he, he desires all of us to grow in this intimacy and grow in this authority with God. So he says, chapter six, he says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Okay, not for just the saints that you get along with, not for just the saints that you follow on it, but pray for all the saints, okay? Pray for the ones that like you. Pray for the ones that don't like you. Pray for the ones that you just talked to five minutes ago. Pray for the ones you haven't talked to in five years. Pray for all the saints, okay? Bringing supplication. It says, and also for me, Paul talking about himself, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Pray for your pastors. Pray for your pastors. Don't just talk about them. Pray for them. That's a word. Okay, don't, don't just talk about what your, what your pastors can do for you or what they haven't been doing for you. Pray for your pastors, okay? Not just for us. Pray for, your, pray for our lead pastor, Pastor yes. Sai, Pastor Marie. Our pastors need your prayer. Pastor Louie and Tina, they need your prayers. Pastor Tom and Jess, we need your prayers, okay? Your ministry director, your ministry leader. Yes. Pray for your boss at work. Pray for your coworkers, okay? We then we need your prayers, okay? As, as pastors, as, as team leads, as, as directors, directors, we need your prayers that we may be able to, to proclaim boldly so that more would be saved because that's what this is about. That's what this battle is about. It's about bringing people back home, right. about having salvation come to earth, about ha- reuniting God with his creation, okay? That is, that is the purpose. That is the great commission to go out and preach the gospel Okay, and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So pray for us that we would continue to be able to go out boldly and be able to speak and that the harvest would, 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 would hear and that they would respond. Yeah. And it says, for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And Paul being an ambassador in chains, that, that, that's a whole nother message that we could elaborate on. But in other words, we're ambassadors. Okay, not just us, not just pastors, not just, not just directors, not just team leads, okay, not, not just volunteers, but all who call on the name of Jesus as your Lord and Savior, we are all ambassadors. Okay, we're all ambassadors of heaven. What does that mean? That means that though we walk on earth, though we are of this, though we are in this world, we are not of this world, okay? So, so, so we need to, and, and I, I'm gonna say it strong, but we need to be more concerned with heaven's agenda than we are with the agenda of the right or the left, okay? We need to make sure that we are more aware and more focused and more vocal about heaven's agenda, about uniting God's people, that all might be saved because that's who we're ambassadors for. That's who we're ambassadors for. Sure, you could be an ambassador of your favorite clothing company and you could be an ambassador of your favorite sports team. You could be all those things. But the priority and what needs to have the first place in our heart is that we are ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors of heaven and that is the agenda that we are going to promote first and foremost and everything else has to come in subjection to the agenda of heaven 
but we cannot have that perspective if we are not praying constantly. What, 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 what realigns us, what keeps our perspective and what keeps our focus on heavenly things is praying at all times in the spirit, is, is, is inviting heaven to come and invade our prayer life. That God, I am going to pray in the spirit. I'm going to pray in my heavenly language that you would build me up. Now, a couple of, of practical tips for those of you that, that, that desire to, to, to pray in the spirit, okay? Um, first and foremost, it, it is a gift that is given to the believer. So you gotta be saved. You have, to, you have to have accepted and confessed with your mouth and believed in your heart that Jesus is Lord. But when you do that, um, then, then you, you automatically receive the Holy Spirit, but then there's also the baptism of the Holy Spirit. As, as we read in the book of Acts, as the early church is established, that, that Peter and Paul, they would go and they would lay their hands and that there would be a, a, a baptism of the Holy Spirit, that there would be another anointed of the Holy Spirit that would come on the believer. Okay? And, and when you receive the Holy Spirit, Paul says to, to desire the gift of tongues. So as you pray for the gift of tongues and as you ask God for the gift of tongues, it, is, is you got to allow God to, to begin to speak. It's kind of like, like our children, mm-hmm. like our, our youngest son, Micah. When he started talking, he would start to utter things that didn't quite make sense. We're kind of like, man, what the heck are you talking about right now? But as he kept just talking, the words became clearer. As he kept talking, he's able to piece sentences, sentences together. Right. Now we can't get him to stop talking. <laughs> but we love him, we but we can't get him to stop talking. That, that, that's how you grow in this, in this prayer language of speaking in tongues, in your heavenly prayer language, is, is you, you gotta allow it to, to have its term, to, to allow it to come to fruition, to allow God to loosen your tongue and continue to practice it, okay? Just like you would practice your English language, just like you would practice your, 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 your Spanish language, okay, Rosetta Stone, just like you would practice, uh, you know, you need, you need the spiritual Rosetta Stone, Okay, you just gotta you just gotta continue continue to allow it to to to, to come to, to fruition. Continue to allow your, your tongue to be listening, continue to allow the words to come out and don't be defeated. Okay, I was gonna say because the enemy don't will like defeated. to come and, and discourage you and be, and make you doubt like is this really am I really doing it? And yeah. and he would like to place some insecurity because you sound funny yeah. or you're not doing it like your neighbor. Like, no no no, God has given you a specific tongue. Yes. Yeah. So you need to, like he said, practice it daily and you have to get out of your head because yeah. the enemy would love to bring that doubt and then, um, you know, just cause you to be distracted yeah. and focus, Definitely. lose focus. Yeah. With that, let's pray. <laughs> Come on, stand to your feet. If you're with your family, go ahead and, and, and hold one another by their hand. If you're with friends, come on, let's link up. I guess if, if you feel comfortable, we know. This uh, COVID stuff is, is still real, but we just want to pray a prayer of unity right now, of unity. The Bible says in Acts chapter two, that when they were in unity, the spirit fell. When they were in unity, the spirit fell and the gift of tongues came upon them. So right now, Heavenly Father, we thank you. Yes. We thank you, Father, that you rose from the grave. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you tore the veil. We thank you, Lord God, that you give the gifts of the, of the Spirit freely, Lord God. That you give it without, with, without judgment, Lord God. That you give it, Lord God, and, 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 and there, is, there is no designation, Lord. But you give it freely, Lord. So we desire your Holy Spirit to come upon us, Father. We pray right now for the Holy Spirit to fill every room, Lord. Would you fill 
that kitchen right now? Would you fill that living room right now? Would you fill that dining room? Would you fill that bedroom right now? Would you fill that vehicle of that person that's driving home from work right now, Lord God? Would your Holy Spirit come in like a rushing wind, Lord God? Would it fill the atmosphere, Lord God? Would it change the atmosphere? May there be a spirit of peace. May there be a spirit of joy. And would you loosen every tongue, Lord God? Would you release that heavenly language into the believer, Lord God, that their spirit would be edified, that their prayer life would grow, that their authority would be built up, that their spiritual maturity would advance, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord God, we pray with confidence, Lord, believing that you hear us, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, would you release that spirit of speaking, the gift of speaking in tongues, would you, would you release that heavenly language, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we intercede right now on behalf of all of those, Lord, that they would receive that gift in Jesus' name. Come on, let's offer our praise and our worship to Jesus right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show us your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.